Good morning and welcome back from the brink. It is Monday, the 8th of March, 2021. I'm Todd Brinker. I'll be joined by Aaron shortly. Uh, it is a uh, kind of cool morning here, early spring morning in Southern California where I sit and uh, kind of enjoying the cool weather. I like it. I like those brisk mornings. Um, it's already getting warm enough, though, that it's past sweater weather, so... Um, you know, unless you, you can wear a sweater in the morning, I guess, but but it warms up pretty quickly, so we don't have sweaters too much there. Um, things going on in the world. If you are a uh, uh, fan of technology and computers and things like that, uh, as I am, it uh, came out this weekend or late last week that the Mac Pro is being dropped from Apple's lineup. And if you go to the Apple webpage and try to buy, I said Mac Pro, the iMac Pro. If you go and, and try to buy an iMac Pro, uh, it says, you know, that they're limited to stock on hand and you can no longer custom order an iMac Pro. Which indicates that, that, and I guess it's not a big surprise, there have been pe some people guessing, but it indicates that what's going to happen is that when they switch to their uh, Apple Silicon-based iMacs, there won't be an iMac Pro. There will just be the line of iMacs, and then, uh, and then if you want something that is more versatile or faster... Excuse me. Um, then you have to go to the Mac Pro, which is the modular computer. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I guess it's not a huge surprise, but it does mean that, um, you know, if you really do want an Intel based iMac for your needs right now, um, uh, the iMac pro is the, the fastest, although the low end of the Mac of the iMac range has now gone past, uh, what the low or the high end of the iMac range has gone past what the low end of the iMac pro range was in terms of computing power and so um, they actually dropped the eight uh, CPU uh, processor version of the iMac Pro and now the low end one is a 10, uh, 10 processor version and that was basically because they the if you bought the eight it costs more and was not as fast as the basic the the, the spec'd out iMac and so, um, so you know, it's of dubious value, although several people have pointed out, too, that it has an advanced or a more advanced cooling system built into the iMac Pro. And so it would run silently. It very seldom needed to kick on its fans. And if it did, they were at very low, so you couldn't even hear them. Whereas a, uh, a regular iMac, when pushed, uh, when you're pushing the CPU in some, you know, more extensive type of work, the fans can spin up and get pretty loud. And so, you know, if you're using it like in a studio environment, the last thing you want is, you know, a vacuum cleaner running in the background. And so, um, you know, there were some reasons that the iMac Pro made sense for some people, um, even at the price increase. So um, anyhow, if that's something you really want, get it now. There's rumors that on the 23rd, which would be two weeks from tomorrow, that Apple will hold a spring event and perhaps announce some more uh, Apple Silicon Macs and also perhaps um, 
uh, new iPads and AirTags, and there's all kinds of things that have been kind of rumored that they're going to do that have been floating around for a while. So we'll see, A, if they actually have the event, and B, if uh, if any of that stuff comes to fruition. They generally send out invitations. Excuse me. Mm. They generally send out invitations um, a week in advance, so we may not know until next week um, if it's going to happen, especially since they've been doing the virtual um, gatherings. It's not like they have to give a, lo- a long lead notice because, hey, um, it's, uh, it's you know, nobody's got to travel. <laughs> All you have to do is turn on your computer and watch. And so... Um, you know, they don't really have to give you travel time or advance warning as they did previously, but they never gave much. So I know that there were some journalists who used to complain because it's like they would give you one week's notice. And so then you'd have to go get your airplane ticket with one week's notice. And airlines are notorious for charging more as the travel date gets closer. And so they were like, come on, guys, give us a little more notice so we don't have to spend so much on these dumb airplane tickets to get there. Well, now they've solved that problem. Thank you, COVID. Um also going on in the tech world, uh, Google has uh, created an update to their Google Health app, their Google Fit, which will allow you to use the camera for heart rate monitoring built into the app on supported phones. But they didn't say what the supported phones are. Here's Aaron. Let's get her in there. Hello. Hi. Good morning. <sighs> How's like the... the Studio EOEO. Yeah, we're supposed to get some some wet weather here. You know, we had that one day where we got stormy last week. And uh, it was funny because it was drizzly most of the morning. And right around 11 o'clock-ish, sort of, give or take, there was just this huge thunderclap. And uh, and just rattled the the walls. And I was in my shack out back studio. And it's like, what the heck? Um, of course, so but I so I couldn't see if there was a flash or anything associated. I mean, there had to be one somewhere, right? It couldn't be too far away, but it was just this really big, rattling thunderclap, and then uh, you know, and then the rainstorm sort of passed on through. So, uh, and I understand that it, sort of the next uh, that 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 evening is when it then hit uh, in Northern California. So it was kind of coming up out of the south, I think, that time. Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they say that we're in a La Nina and we should be poised for uh, sort of drought type conditions. But I'm happy to happy to get the rain that we've been getting. Yes. I mean, it's not a lot, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll so. take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, Lord. I'm oh, sorry. man. You know, I've. I, I, it, well, it's funny you did that, you know, because I was fine during the radio show, and while I was talking prior to you coming on, I think I yawned three different times and had to apologize because I did the same thing. It was like, you know, I, I was like, man, I don't know what the deal is. Why is it hitting me now? Yeah, you know, I've already been up, up for over an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and it snuck up on me. So, yeah. sorry, you know, I did not mean to do that. Like, oh, the like, people listening going, oh, are we boring you? No, no, you're not. And I guess it would be me yeah. boring you. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Yeah. I think it's us trying to shake off the weekend still is what it is. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah we got to get back to the grind here. 
although I was a slug this weekend because I had put in so many hours the sure you know for the last several weeks um, and mm-hmm. worked every weekend and all of that and so this weekend I didn't do much of anything so yeah yeah well I didn't do much my wife was buried in work this weekend I think she she had not anticipated how mu- how long certain things were going to take and so she was just she was you know basically stuck with a computer on her lap all weekend. And every time I looked over, she was either working away at the computer or she had set the computer next to her and, and fallen asleep for a second. <laughs> and then she'd, you know, she'd wake back up and grab the computer and go back to work. Uh, and, and that was in the evenings during the day. She was not like talking out in the middle of the day. But uh, it was, uh, you know, just it, it's that. Yeah, well, it was one of those weekends, and it's and it's one of those things that I, you know, all the teachers out there can still relate to. Is you're still trying to, you know, you have to prepare all of your uh, lesson plans f- for online handouts, and so you know, an online interactive learning, and so there's just it's been a reworking of a lot of the educational material in order to make it as as functional as possible for online factions. And, uh, you know, I think honestly, in the long run, that's going to benefit because they'll have this wealth of stuff they've put together that they can also use in classrooms now and as homework for kids. So um, they're going to have a lot of like, you know, interactive multimedia type of things that they just didn't have before because it was so much work. And now they just kind of had to do it. So, yes. Yes. So, you know, how do you feel about we keep hearing from. Anthony Fauci, there was more this weekend about there's another surge coming and everybody mm-hmm. still needs to stay locked down and blah, 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 which on the 13th, you know, that 13th is kind of when everything closed down. It was this, it was the, the week before mm-hmm. in 2020 where Disneyland closed down. And I remember everybody saying, you know, oh, my God, it's Disneyland. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, last practice was the 12th, my last swimming practice when I was coaching my club team. Which was a Thursday. Yeah. The 12th was a Thursday because the 13th was a Friday. We locked up our office and we haven't been back since. And I, I think people are done. It's been a year for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this weekend um, I went to go pick up food and I saw the first time in probably six months somebody walk in, no mask at all, buy food, walk out. First time I've seen somebody walking around with no mask on in six months so i'm guessing that someone probably had the vaccine i have no idea but either way it's it's a little irritating because they're saying that you know just because you've had the vaccine doesn't mean that you can't get a mild case and still be passing it on to people so you know covid's not going anywhere and we can't sit we can't cower in fear for the rest of eternity because covid is out there you know Wearing a mask saying? isn't cowering in fear, though. It's it's being mindful of those around you. My point is, is it's up to them. You wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. If they don't want to wear one, they don't have to wear one. Well, people can blow cigarette smoke in your face if they want to and fart on you, too. But that doesn't mean that it's right. You know, I mean, yeah, there's but- some social standards here. And if there's a disease that could possibly kill somebody, a guy walking around without a mask on is is saying, basically, I don't give a crap about you. Okay, so the guy's a jerk. Right. Does that mean that the government has to mandate wearing masks? That's no, but the, the 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 restaurant didn't enforce their own policy, which says, please wear a mask, you know, when not eating. 
And so, you know, I guess it's pleased they're asking, but you don't have to listen to them. I don't know. It just seems to me that it's it's, you know, again, if somebody if somebody were burping and farting on you, you would say something about it. Right. And that's much less of an issue than than somebody who could possibly have a disease. And you just don't know because there's no you know, it's not like they walk around with, a, you know, a, a red mark on their cheek if they if they've caught uh, you know, if they have an active case of COVID, you don't know, and neither do they in some instances. And so I just think it's, it's, it's courtesy. And, okay, and but that's a different and, issue. I'm talking about policy. Yeah. You're talking about government policy and I, and I'm talking about, you know, on the ground, people walking around on the ground, not wearing masks, I yeah. think is, is wrong. And, and, you know, if the mass of society feels that it's, it's the right thing to be doing, I mean, you know, in some places, they've even people have gone to double masking. In fact, when uh, you know, if you look at most nurses then and, and medical people, they double mask, and that's what they've suggested. If you've just got a thin cotton mask, is to double mask, and uh, and yet others are saying, well, I'm not going to wear any mask at all. Uh, but the majority of people, and the majority of science, says that wearing the mask does help the the social environment of people around you, and. And, you know, if we don't have some regulations about it, then there's no way to, to, to tell that person, you know, hey, if you're going to be out walking in society that, that, that we share, you need to follow certain rules. You know, but you're I, not allowed I to don't... drive on the wrong side of the road. There are certain rules. Okay. For I, safety. I... Okay. I don't know that, that mask mandates, I, you know, I, I think that's up to the county level to decide. And um, my point is where, where I was going with that mm-hmm. is, um, you know, I, I agree with the state of Texas um, that they, they said that there's no state level mandate. And, you know, um, I have family in Texas and I talk to them and they say, well, no, the counties, the county health departments or whatever. They don't call it health department. They call it something else um, yeah. in Texas. That, they're still I'm sorry. Different terms for their different political levels yeah so they're still requiring it on different on the smaller on the on the lower governmental levels and i'm fine with that what i don't you know this is but why does it matter which level it is because it's closer to you and it's you it's closer it's not you know in washington telling you what to do it's your um elected officials from your district from your area that are telling you that are that are making decisions and they're much closer to the electorate right well washington's not doing it it's being done at the state level and a lot of states are saying that that like California, they've got different ratings for for how 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 uh, um, what the volume or, uh, of positive cases are, and they rank their their counties. and And when you drop above or below a certain level, then that county is treated differently than a different county. I think um, we need to open up, Todd. That's my point. Uh, but. You can but the, the wearing masks all you want. I think we need to open up. I think life needs to go back to normal. Okay, but that's a separate that's a separate conversation than wearing masks. Yeah, I, you know, you're trying to equate okay. the two, and I don't think they're the same. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, essentially, you're you're quibbling about you know which level of government says you have to wear the mask. I'm just saying that if the government says you have to wear the mask, then then. Dang it, you should be wearing the mask. Okay, whatever. Um, You're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. But I think okay. we should open up. I don't think yeah, the government no. should be telling us how to freaking live anymore. I'm tired right. of and, it. Right. And I don't disagree with that. I, you know, that's like I said, that's a different conversation. And I, I've I've been irritated that the government has been picking and choosing the winners and the losers through this whole thing 
uh, as much as anybody. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that they have that the government gets to say, you know, that people gathering for this reason is safe, but is, is okay. But people gathering for this other reason is not okay, and they could be gathering in the exact same space. They could literally be using the same same location, and one gathering is okay, and one gathering is not, right. based on you know, and that's that's insane. That's nuts. You know, that, why? No, the government has literally no right to say that. You know, um, they can give us they, they can put together health mandates to say that, you know, that 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 are, are not mandates. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, and we've talked about this before, but they can put together, um, you know, requirements or rank, rankings and saying this this space is a safer space than that space. What you do there is up to you, you know, but but the space is safe or not safe or the location is safe or not or the activity might be safe or not safe. You know, um, CIF went through all of their different sports and they ranked them and just said, you know, like, uh, you know, wrestling is much higher risk than swimming. In swimming, you don't touch people and you're in a chlorinated environment. Wrestling, you're hot and sweaty and laying on top of each other. You know, I mean, that makes sense. That's the way to do it. That's it's it's not just, you know, we're going to pick you you can you can have a restaurant open for takeout and you can do haircuts but only in the parking lot. But you can't do nails. Huh? Well, why couldn't I do nails in the parking lot? You know? I mean, why I don't understand some of the where they've drawn those lines. It's absolutely maddening. It is. I like how the te- state yeah. of Texas has done it. I do. They so. um right now that they're they're saying that it's it's okay to open up open up you know have these businesses open up mm-hmm. so uh, and i i want to go to concerts i want to not that i went to a lot of concerts um it's been a while since i did that but i want to i want concerts yeah. to be yeah um, but like i uh, like i do you love live music and so i know absolutely. you would love to do that yeah absolutely so you know i think that um i think it's time to get back to life especially as more and more people have been exposed to the virus or had it have gotten vaccines or both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the vaccine thing is rolling along. It's still, you know, in fact, they, they were making, was it this weekend? I think they said that they moved up the date of when they believe there'll be a vaccine available for every eligible American. They originally had said it would be July. Now they're saying they can do it by May. Um, I think it's because that <clears throat> that Johnson and Johnson one got approved as well. So they've got three different companies involved. Um, but the um, uh, but the actual number of people who have already gotten both version, you know, both doses, so they're fully vaccinated is still like less. It's single digits. It's less than 10 percent. So, yep. you know, we've got a long way to go if we're going to make it by May. Um, but I am happy to see that the the sort of. Um, I'm not sure I don't want to be the first one in line attitude from a lot of people seems to be sort of backing off that there seems to be enough people who have done it and gotten the vaccine that 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 there isn't a whole lot of sort of anti-vaccine conversations happening out there as there was. You know, I mean, it's certainly your choice if you want to, you know, if you do or don't want to protect yourself. And there's certainly plenty of reasons that different parts of our society and and individuals might feel distrusting of a vaccine but uh but it seems to me that these are um at least from what we can see thus far and of course we don't have any like eight year or ten year studies right um uh that they seem to be relatively benign other than uh you know some some 
minor flu-like symptoms and stuff from the get-go for some people. So It is absolutely miraculous that this, this time last year, um, yeah. everything was about to shut down. We didn't know what we were dealing with. Now we have three vaccines. That is a right. miracle. It's it is. a miracle. Science did a phenomenal job. You know. Oh, my gosh. It's it is a miracle. Stunning. You know, it reminds me of how they talk about how, like, our industrial complex geared up during World War II. You yes. Know? And that famous line from um, that the Japanese Admiral uh, uh, Yamamoto about, you know, I fear we've woken a sleeping giant. Um, you know, it's like, wow, when you put your mind to it, it's pretty stunning what people can do, you know, yes. when we're motivated. Yes. You know. Yes, it is. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty wonderful. Um and I think that, uh, uh, you know, maybe we wait, you know, maybe we wait until the, a plurality of people or, or a majority of people are vaccinated and then open up. But I, 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 I yeah. hate that our media still wants us to cower in fear. And it's fear mongering constantly on the air, constantly. You know, uh-huh. I, I just I, I can't stand it. Stop it. Yeah. Well, I you know, I think that 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 I mean, it's. I like that that some states are making decisions that they feel right because states have different issues, different situations, you know, just like each different like um, uh, within each state. There's different, you know, people, people who live rurally and in rural counties have faced different issues and have different risks than than, uh, you know, people who live in the city. I mean, you know, there's a lot higher chance of you getting caught in a combine in a rural area than there is in, you know, say the city of Philadelphia. But, um, but you know, the same thing with the viruses. There's just much lower population density and, and fewer people that you see. Or you know, a lot of times it's the same dang people you see every day because, you know, you live in a small town somewhere. And so, um, you know, I think it's right that the, that the states are making different decisions i know there's been some criticisms about well this state's doing that and that state's doing this and how could they possibly ever and it's like you know what that's what they're supposed to do they're supposed to look at their own situation and say what's going on here for us in our population and what's the right decision for our state and you know each state will figure it out as they go along you know i mean um, new jersey faces different issues than you know nebraska and but you know um, florida has they they haven't they really have been pretty open since the summer and they don't Mm -hmm. have numbers that are outrageous they don't have you know and their population is old i mean you know it's a good part big chunks of florida are like retirement communities yeah yeah i I don't know the numbers off the top of my head you know it's funny when this started the numbers were important to me i literally would like look at them every day before the show and know exactly what our numbers were and how they were what the how they were you know spreading out in different areas um um so and and I just at some point just said nope I don't care anymore. Yeah, you know? it's making it crazy. And it's and it's not that I don't care because you know half a million people dead is is horrifying, you know, and that's just in our country. I mean, there's what two million dead worldwide. Um, I mean, the numbers are awful, but you know, tracking like how many people have been tested positive and what the positive percentage is for different. I was following all that stuff. I actually had it on a spreadsheet and I would track it so I could see the differences myself every day. And, uh, and I just quit at some point. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's going up, it's going down. I get it. It's bad. And, and at some point it's like, okay, well, it seems to be going down again. Maybe it's not so bad anymore. You know? Um, 
you know, I, again, I think, you know, generally speaking, you're, I agree with you that a lot of those decisions are, need to be made by the county health departments. And in fact, the, the, the irony is, is that the vast majority of those decisions, at least in California, are made by the county health departments, even if the state comes up and says, we need to do this or we should do that. What most people don't realize is the state just puts out these these outlines to county health departments and the county health departments are the ones who actually then have the power to, to do the mandates, um, which is as it should be. Because, again, each, you know, I mean, somebody living in central California or northern California where there's, you know, 15 people in your county, and I'm obviously exaggerating. Uh, you know, versus, you know, L.A. County or, or San Bernardino County. Uh, well, it's funny, San Bernardino County. I mean, if you look at your total population by square square miles, it's pretty dang low because the, the county is ginormous. Yeah, but, but the population the centers population are. Centers, yeah. yeah. If you look at the population centers, those areas are, are, you know, fairly densely populated. People don't live out amongst the tumbleweeds. Well, they do, but not not in large numbers. <laughs> I watched a. Um, a documentary a while back of these people who live out near Death Valley. And there's this little town out there where there's like 42 people. And it was really interesting to just follow these 42 people and kind of learn about their life out in, out in the sticks. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I like living where there's not a big population center, uh, but 42 uh-huh. people. No, that's a little bit too um, sparse for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody's too much in everybody's business and um, which was real apparent. And the other thing was, you know, like you would get in your, you know, go for your go for groceries once a week and you'd get in your car and drive for a couple hours. You know, there was a small shop in town that had stuff or you'd go knock on your neighbors if you needed something at a pinch. But it just seemed like, uh, you know, the 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 niceties of of home weren't quite the same. Um, you know, and they talked about issues of like the town has a, a, um, water tower and they had to, at one point they had a well, but that dried up. So now they actually have to get water delivered to that tower. So they fill up the tower. And so there's limited water always. It's just a different way to live. No kidding. Not for me. Not for me either. Yeah. So, um, this week it was 50 years ago that, Ali Frazier one happened. Muhammad Ali coming out of retirement fought Joe Frazier. Uh, Frazier had gotten the uh, heavyweight championship while Ali had been exiled from the sport because he refused to be drafted um, after several lawsuits and, and all that played out. Ali was was told that uh, he, he was a conscious was considered a conscientious objector. Um, uh, he had become a, uh, a Muslim during that time. Uh, and he just didn't, didn't feel like it was right for him to go fight in that war. And, uh, and so he was reinstated. Frazier had, was basically often referred to as the, um, as the acting champion because he hadn't beaten Ali. Ali, of course said, you know, I'm the champion. I'm the people's champion. I'm, you know, I'm the greatest there ever was lots of hype. And uh, and they ended up fighting three different times. It was, you know, some of the best boxing ever. It was brutal to watch. Um, they they um, I think it was ABC did a, 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 a round by round replay of the fight this weekend. And uh, 
and it was uh, pretty stunning. Fifteen rounds uh, decision went to Joe Frazier, and he beat Ali and kind of got that monkey off his back and said, hey, you know, I am the champion. I earned it. Um, and uh, and a lot of people thought Ali would be washed up after that. And uh, he wasn't. Lo and behold, yeah, lo and behold, that was a wrong call. Um, and in fact, that was sort of the beginning of Joe Frazier's downfall because he was uh, pummeled by uh, George Foreman and lost the belt before they could have a rematch. And that then led to the very famous uh, um, rumble in the jungle where uh, Ali beat George Foreman in Zaire um, to get the, the to get the belt back. But uh, yeah, it was two undefeated heavyweight champions coming together, and uh, it was it was something. It was quite a th- quite a thing. And that's the thing, you know, during the time and, and just uh, you know the civil rights. Uh, uh, was going on and 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 Vietnam was going on and Muhammad Ali was such a larger than life character um and then to come up against this guy who you know he he Ali's you know 6263 six, tall and and you know built like a greek god and then Joe Frazier who's who's short and stocky more Mike Tyson like and you know devastating puncher um, and and just totally different type of fighters and different type of men, and to see them you know come together at that time and then to do it two more times, uh, you know I mean you could say all three of those were some of the best fights, um, some of the best fights in in boxing history, um, you know and it certainly sort of began the cementing of Ali's fame as a as an athlete. Um, even though he lost that fight, it kind of, like I said, set him up for the, all that comeback. So yeah, 50 years ago today makes me feel old. Wow. At Madison square garden, March, 1971. So I, um, I can't watch boxing. I just can't watch Mm it. I I just, I, I fully understand that. Yeah, Yeah. I, I just can't watch it. Um, uh, I know a lot of people enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know a lot of women who enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. I don't know. There's just something about it. There's an appeal to it for me and I like boxing, but I can, I say, I feel the exact same way you do about MMA. I just don't care to watch mixed martial arts fighting at all. I don't like watching any fighting. So I, let me, right. let me clarify. I don't like watching people right. hurt each other like that. I do right. like football and I, I'll watch rugby. Um, yeah. every now and then, but, um, or very rarely if it's on. Um, but, uh, I, I, people who are, their whole purpose is to, is to hit each other. I, yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, uh, oh, I didn't realize this. There's a line here saying that, you know, Frazier, um, uh, grew up in South Carolina, but he moved to Philadelphia where he worked in a meat locker beating up sides of beef with his fist, which was the inspiration for that storyline in Rocky. Oh, well, it he seems like a great tra- way to work out. Trained in a meat locker. Yeah. Uh, obviously he had a gym as well, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of fighters, especially before they, you know, win a big belt, um, they're not making a ton of money, and so uh, they have second jobs. So maybe he started out, you know, took a side job working in the meat 
meat processing plant or butcher shop or whatever and uh and then obviously once he you know got got a name and was able to demand more money for his fights then he didn't have to do that anymore but uh yeah um yeah i'm with you i think that you know it's it's a brutal it's a brutal thing and and i totally understand when people don't like it um and and aren't you know i i i have no no excuse no explanation as to what the draw is for me but i i I'm a fan of boxing. Um, I have read some books on the history of boxing. You know, it's just, it's something that intrigues me. Um, but I have tried to watch some MMA stuff, and every time I watch it, I go, meh. It just doesn't do much for me. And I, you know, and I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is that, that makes, you know, maybe it's sort of the, just the history of it. You know, it's, it's a much newer sport, and it just didn't click for me. I know people who, who always are buying, the pay-per-view to watch the big fights, the MMA fights, you know, and, and having like, you know, weekend parties. Well, I don't know if they are these days, but they used to have weekend parties where people come over and watch the fights, you know, and, and I was like, nah, not interested. I've had some uh, families on my swim team talk about it, you know, oh, the fights this weekend and, 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 and even the moms, some of the moms, you know, I think you're right. That's probably rarer, but you know, they're excited about it. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've been invited. It was like, no, thank you. Not really a fan. Yeah, so, I I don't. I'm weird when it comes to sports though too, because I'm not one of those people who likes to go to a sports bar. I don't like being in a big crowded place when I'm watching a game of or or, or a fight or whatever. I would much rather watch it at home. Um, I'm fine if a few people come over, but I don't want to be in a loud place. I, I I don't like bars to begin with. I don't like sports bars. I don't like loud places. I don't like crowds. And so when I'm watching, I don't want all that distraction. I don't want people cheering. I don't want people like, you know, ribbing me when my team doesn't do well. I, you know, I just don't, that doesn't appeal to me in the least. Hmm. But, you know, there are people who love that. That's what, you know, game time. Let's go down to the, get down to the pub, down to the, whatever, to, down to the wing place. You know, go, I know Buffalo Wild Wings is basically a big sports bar on weekends. Um well, yeah, you some know. people they like they, they like to feel like they're part of something. Like they're right. They're cheering with their crowd. They can't be there in person, so being around mm-hmm. other fans is exciting for them. Yeah, yeah, and I and I totally respect that. Just not me. It's just not me. So it's funny. You know, I'm looking at some still shots from that fight, and like there's this one where you know you see Ali sort of his body is like stepping forward, but his face is sort of snapping back as Joe Frazier like lands a left on, and you're like, whoa, yeah, that's a brutal fight, brutal sport, brutal sport for sure. So, have you watched the the Coming to America remake or not remake? I haven't like yet. People? Yeah, I haven't yet. I know it's now available, and I'm, I'm thinking I might watch it sometime this week. Tobin um, and I watched it you? this weekend, and, we, and yes, you... and it was delightful. I loved it. It was full of Easter eggs. It was really fun. Oh, cool. Well, good. You you would hope that they would hearken back to the first movie, right? And, yes. And, uh, and do lots of sort of tiebacks to that. So. Yeah, it was fun. We enjoyed it. I don't want to give anything away. Um, it was... Uh, you know, it was a bit formulaic, but it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Everybody who's anybody uh-huh. was in it. It was just really good. Yeah, it was it was fun. Well, I know that there's some some 
some good cameos and essentially everybody who all of the actors from the original uh, story that are still alive are were are came back, which is yes. cool because it was such a fun, silly movie to begin with. It was, you know, I think one of Eddie Murphy's um, uh, one of his early movies that would just, you know, a lot of joy in it, you know, and uh, and I and I would hope that people don't get all offended because of, you know, oh, he's playing, you know an African and he's not an, he's kind of making fun of Africans and it's like, cause yeah, he is. I mean, he's kind of making fun of, of, but you know, he's like saying, but it's, you know, part of my own history too. It's not like I'm picking on a specific country. We made up Zamunda. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. Cause I had heard a few little critiques about that the first time around is like, well, you know, and that was then, you know, not like now where people are hypersensitive about everything. So yeah, people need Did, to lighten up. Yeah, well, I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it. So I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. Um, did you hear that uh, Scott Bezos's former wife, Mackenzie Scott, has remarried? Yeah, that was quick. Yeah, it seemed to me like it was, but I guess it's been two two years. So, um, and I don't know how long she's known this guy. He's a school teacher. Um, oh. At a at a private school, they didn't say how they met, but it, I mean, you know, it might be that her kids go to the school and she met the teacher. He's a science teacher. Um, uh, his name is Dan Jewett and, uh, well, wish them love and happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, she's got four kids. It doesn't say if he has any kids, but you know, she's like the 22nd richest person in the world. So, um, he's, uh, I guess in a statement said that, um, you know, we we look forward to working together to use that money for the betterment of the world. And, and she, like, set a record for the most money given away in a, in a single year last year to charities. And uh, she seems determined to uh, take that money and, and, you know, she's got an abundance beyond what she would ever need. So, like, let's go do good things in the world with it. So, cool. Very cool. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, have you seen the movie, uh, Nomadland? Have we talked about that one? I have seen it and is it good? I have very, I had mixed emotions about it. It's very good, but it's very stark and kind of, I mean, there's moments where it's not, but I mean, overall it's kind of, I, I, it struck me as kind of sad and dark. Oh, it, it it essentially is about a lot of people who are either in a situation where they felt they had to or they chose to sort of just drop out of, of, of normal society. And by normal society, I mean people who live in one place and go to a job. And they live out of their vans and tents and travel around and they take gig work and, um, uh, you know, seasonal work at places like Amazon warehouses and things like that. And then they just keep moving on from one place to another, and they they, you know, live very minimalistic lives, and it's done with almost no, um, like, soundtrack. There's not like music, a lot of music playing in the background. I think it's very stark, the way it's put together, um, almost documentary style in that respect. Um, it's amazingly well acted, um, but it's yeah, it's just it's I. I I was a little taken back by it. I guess I just didn't know what to expect when I started it. So, because I hadn't read anything about it, I intentionally try to avoid reading a lot about things before I watch them. Uh, you know, I want to form my own opinion. Um, it's it's a good movie. It's just it was um, 
darker than I expected. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, everybody dies, but but some people die, you know, because that's reality. You know, it was just very real, brutally realistic. So yeah. I um I know uh people who who live in their vans, and mm-hmm. um they are they they're they're what they do, and I've met a couple of them. Um, one of them's a dear friend for many years, but um that they they like to hike and through hike and so they right. will and michelle markell she's been on our show several times right. um you know she this is she's got this nonprofit that um su- that support public lands and her goal is to raise awareness about public lands and to document the stories of people who use those lands so that we remember why we have them and um yeah. she doesn't have a home base she has um she has people who she's welcome to stay with um and she has a van and she travels and so mm-hmm. you know if for her it's perfect yeah and and there's a lot of like you said there's a lot of people who do that a lot of people who are are naturalists or outdoor outdoorsy types that that they've chosen that especially um some younger people but there are people who are older who've done that as well um and they kind of touch on that here but most of these people who are who are doing this are doing this because they are essentially sort of homeless, but they're finding a way to stay, you know, somewhat productive in society and get make enough money to continue to live and, and have a place to to go. I mean, it's there's a mix of reasons, and they address some of them. Um, uh, you know, when you're when as to why there would be people because you meet different characters, different people who are out there on the road, and she has people that she runs into regularly, and. Uh, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It's, 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 and, and, um, she, uh, I'm blanking on the actress's name, the, the, the lead, um, is, I'll get it here in a minute, but she is so good in everything that she does. Uh, you know, she did, um, what was it? Three signs in Ebbing, Mississippi was the Academy Award winning one not too long ago. Um, that she was in um she was in fargo wasn't she yeah she that's the first thing that i remember seeing her in that was like a big name movie um and now i'm i'm drawing complete blank here um hang on hang on we'll get it we'll get yeah. it we'll get it my brain is i, I even forgot McDormand. the name we were talking about my mind just went completely blank frank francis mcdormand thank you yeah she's phenomenal she is. Yeah. She's she's phenomenal. That movie yeah, came I like, out in 1996. Fargo. I can't believe it's been yeah. that long. It, what's funny is, is she doesn't look like she's aged. I mean, in this movie, they they go out of their way to make her look very, um, uh, you know, kind of rustic and living out of your van type. And so she's, you know, they don't pretty her up at all. But uh, but uh, you know, if you look at pictures of her or movies of her from from then and now, and it's like she looks the same. It's, it's I, I don't know how people they must have good genes. <laughs> I'm sure she would say, yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of miles on me now. But, uh, um, you know, she's 63. June 23rd. She's a June baby like me. Oh, I didn't realize oh. that she's married. Well, that explains why she's in a lot of the Cohen movies. She's Joel Cohen's wife. Oh, well, but, you know, directors do that, right? They have actors that that they like to work with. Yeah. And, you know, that you that you you tend to see, you know, Johnny Depp yeah. in all of the Tim Burton movies, for example. 
yeah. because he likes he likes working. He, you know, D- Johnny Depp is a slightly better looking Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Raising Arizona, I forgot she was in that. She was actually nominated in 1988 for an Academy Award um, for uh, Burning Mississippi Burning, uh, which was, you know, eight years before Fargo. So, um, so she she's, she was in Barton Fink. Uh, oh, she was voice only un, and uncredited. Uh, the Butcher's Wife. Um, I don't know if you remember that movie. That was a, a, a clairvoyant that figures out how she's uh that she she thinks she's going to marry and fall in love with a man who's a butcher in new york city um kind of a silly movie but she's done so many different things you know um uh tons of movies you roll through um and like a lot of great actors you know it's like there are no small roles you take you take the role and you you know if if it's an interesting character an interesting role you do it and sometimes they're bigger parts and sometimes they're smaller parts uh oh mrs miss pettigrew lives for a day do you remember that movie did you see that no Uh uh-uh it's uh francis mcdormand and amy adams and she uh plays like this um uh sort of um I mean, it's it's a comedy, and she's like a, a very mi- middle-aged, straight-laced vicar's daughter and governess, uh, Guinevere Pettigrew, and um, uh, she is kind of destitute, and uh, and she gets an assignment to get a job which she thinks is supposed to be a governess, but it's actually that she wanted a social secretary. And she didn't know that. And she has no idea how to be a social secretary for this American actress who's played by Amy Adams. And it's sort of them bouncing around through a day and, and her kind of almost like screwball comedy bum fumbling through like, um, you know, I'm not quite sure how to manage society because this isn't what I do. You know, it's way out of my ballpark. It's a very cute movie. Um, if you've got time and are looking for something, you want to get some giggles and just enjoy from kind of um, uncomfortable situations and and uh and just a very sweetly done comedy without you know people doing fart jokes um uh miss pettigrew <laughs> lives for a day nice and i say that because you know the adult adult comedies where there's lots of fart fart jokes and f-bombs are fine for what they are and i enjoy some of those too um it's also nice to laugh at things that aren't that <laughs> you know so we will end with that today because we're a little bit yeah. over time oh yeah it's funny. I looked up and it was like 7.30 and now it's 7.47 and, and counting. So thanks for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow on Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody.